0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us on this special edition of DevOps Unbound. Uh, You're watching this probably at the Tricentis virtual event, and we are happy to have you join us, happy that you're attending the event. And we've got what we think is going to be a great discussion on testing and all of its various facets, and what does the future or near future hold? Uh, We've got a great lineup of speakers that I'd like to introduce you to who are on our panel today. Let me first start with, she's on the top of my screen. I don't is uh, Caroline Wong. Caroline, why don't you say hello and introduce yourself?
1: Hello, my name is Caroline Wong. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Cobalt. Uh, so at Cobalt, what we do is pen testing as a service. We build a security software platform um, like a lot of DevOps companies, we have data-driven product-based teams. We have, we really value automation and failing fast. Um, I've spent 15 years in the information security industry. Um, I wrote a book called Security Metrics. I host a podcast called Humans of Infosec. uh, And I teach the OWASP top 10 learning path on LinkedIn Learning. Uh, And super excited uh, to be here with this group today. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you, Caroline. Next up, we have Kurt Chase. Hey,
2: everyone. I'm Kirk Chase. I'm currently uh, Head of Release Management and Engineering Services at Tricentis. Engineering Services is a group that supports the engineering function. So we do our own type of testing, testing all the processes and everything we use to deliver our software at Tricentis. So prior to Tricentis, I spent some years at Splunk and at Autodesk. Great to be with all here with all of you today. Fantastic. Great to be here today with all of you. <laughs>
0: We, we got what you meant, Kurt. It's okay. Next up, we have Ben Simo. Ben, why don't you introduce yourself?
3: Hi, I'm Ben Simo. I'm a uh, software tester of uh, 30 years and uh, past president of the Association for Software Testing, who has recently stepped into a product management and product uh, research role at uh, uh trying to discover and develop our testing platform of the future. And... Uh, bring uh, new things to Tricentus customers and hopefully uh, introduce uh, new people to Tricentus with new products that uh, enable uh, new ways of testing.
0: Okay, happy to have you here. Next up, Tracy Miranda. Tracy, well, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Go ahead.
4: Hi everybody, I'm Tracy Miranda. I'm the executive director at the Continuous Delivery Foundation. It's a open source organization that's part of the Linux Foundation and also home to projects like Jenkins and Spinnaker. And our members include companies like Netflix and Google. And um, I had over 20 years of experience in open source. So I love open source and I've worked in it as a developer, also in QA and also different facets. So yeah, big, big fan.
0: Thank you. JC, last but not least is my co-host on DevOps Unbound, my uh, partner in crime here, Mitchell Ashley. Mitchell, why don't you introduce yourself?
5: Thanks, Alan. Yes, uh, I'm CEO of Accelerated Strategies Group, which is an analyst firm that focuses on, in addition to cybersecurity digital transformation, DevOps and cloud native kinds of applications, which really matches my background very well. I've been both a product creator, CEO, CTO, uh, as well as running IT, CIO, CISO, that kind of thing. So currently I'm also um, C- CTO with MediaOps and I guess CISO at MediaOps too. So trying to collect as many three or four letter titles as I can. Uh, so far, so good.
0: All righty. So, first of all, thank you all for coming on today. Secondly, Testing what a wild mixed-up world we have in testing right just from looking at the the Folks on our panel today. We have security testing pen testing in particular We have the world of open source and what a factor that is in testing. We have product testing right uh, We have sort of new product testing take taking testing to new to new heights and you know that variety is is sort of a double edged sword right because it's like jack of all trades master of none type of thing there's so many aspects of testing right even in our audience here at, th- at this virtual event we have testers who come from you know let's call it old line qa testing right to devops enabled testing to visual testing, testers who, if it's not an open source testing platform, they won't use it. Pr- to proprietary systems, through it all, though, a lot of times all of this testing becomes sort of a a redheaded stepchild or an unwind, a whipping boy, if you will. Right to the whole app the application development, applic- you know. Uh, uh, system operations teams it's like at the same time their best friend and their worst enemy right they they want everything tested but they don't want to give you the time the budget or the resources to do it and then when something doesn't work they say well we should have tested more right um, so how how first of all do we agree that testing has been sort of the whipping boy of of a lot of what we've seen go down in app dev and, and, and operations. Anybody want to jump on that?
2: Well, I think it's certainly gotten a bad name. I think some of that comes from prior to the digital transformation. A lot of the engineering was waterfall and testing was always that last stop. Before the software went went out live. You know, nowadays I think everyone's come to realize the speed and scale at which we develop things, you have to do the testing up front at the very beginning. You can't wait till the end, you know, or you're gonna to be too slow. So I think from that perspective, absolutely. I think that's why testing has really, I think, gotten a bad name because they're kind of the blockers to getting getting anything out into the public domain. Whereas nowadays you have to enable that up front because you want to get it into the public domain yesterday.
0: Yeah. I mean and and so in many ways to me that sounds like well DevOps has been the best thing that ever happened to testing. Right? In many in many ways DevOps has been the best thing that's happened to security testing, right? We we've we've certainly seen that shift left if you will. But has 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 that shift left helped, you know, has that rising tide lifted all boats?
4: I still Caroline? see Oh, okay, Tracy. Oh, sorry. I going to jump in and, and, and say one thing that strikes me is funny. Like, we have in our industry, everyone has embraced the DevOps term. And then you start to see all these spin offs to put emphasis on, on things like, you know, for security, we have DevSecOps. And you've got every variant of something with ops. But when it comes to testing, you know, there's no test ops, there's no new buzzword. And it, it, It kind of speaks to how much it's being neglected. And like we had a a conference um, on continuous delivery and we asked for talks of everything in the life cycle. And we got lots and lots of submissions except for testing. So, again, I I think it still is really underappreciated and just not given uh, the the due credit for, for what it stands for.
3: Yeah, and I think very some of this comes from, as, as uh, Alan mentioned, that testing is a very broad and diverse subject. And I've often watched people argue about testing that each interpret it through their piece of what they do with testing. And uh, uh, things like like CI and some of the DevOps practices have helped us improve with the checking that our software can work, you know, demonstrating that it can work. And there's a lot of people, if you're primarily wear a developer hat, you look at, that's what testing is. And we've automated that. There's been huge improvements in tooling and technology to do that. But sometimes along with that is we throw out that we need someone involved that's looking at things from a critical perspective, that's concerned about the safety and efficacy of what we're delivering, that is the... I guess the one questioning and searching for information that that may raise issues that we need to deal with that are reasons to not uh, push things out to production now uh, so that we can make informed decisions. So often I I think just that critical side gets thrown out uh, as we improve the other side of testing, which is being able to demonstrate that things can work.
0: Anyone else?
5: You know, Alan. The, one of the ways you can tell who who drew a diagram is look at what's in the center. And so, if we think about CI/CD, we kind of uh, surround testing, but we don't talk about testing. So, in some ways, it's elevated. In some way, it still sort of abstracts it out of uh, out of uh, DevOps. But I, my experience has been not really because most teams know that testing has to get automated as part of that process because you can't have this automated check-in and automated deployment, and then let's kind of let a bunch of manual things happen. And not the testing hasn't been automated, it has been, but I think it has elevated, at least in part, I think a good deal. My, my experience has been, I haven't worked in every environment, maybe where test still isn't thought of very highly. By the way, the thing that the it isn't the last thing in the chain. Documentation
2: is the last thing. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true.
5: Let's give documentation.
2: Uh, And release notes. True. I have a tech docs team too. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Sure.
0: And that hasn't really changed much either, though testing us No, no. But you know what, Caroline, I'd like you to focus in specifically. I mean, I, I think about you know, Mitchell and I co-founded a security company and we came out with a product in 2003. of Just a s- vulnerability assessment and manager. VAM we called it. And at that point, look, we used to beg people to scan their their infrastructure at least once a year, right? If not quarterly, we were really pushing for quarterly. And, you know, the idea of scanning and testing applications before you deployed them unheard of it was unheard of right though we didn't have the security tools or people we did that after the fact now that's not normal anymore right today at least 85 percent of applications are tested bef- prior to deployment i don't know who those other 15 percent are but that's a whole nother story but um Talk to us. How, you know, you've lived through this, Caroline. What do, what do you think?
1: Sure. So, you know, I think there needs to be an acknowledgement. There are sort of these like first order priorities and these second order priorities. You know, when I think about security and I think some of these concepts apply to testing more broadly, there's a saying that you don't take a $200 fence to protect a $5 asset. I think you know, security is about you have something of value and so you want to test it, I, rather, so you want to secure it. Testing, I think, is like you made something new and so you want to test it. You're not going to test something unless you have something new. You're not going to secure something unless you have something of value. So it's okay that security and testing are not sort of the number one thing, you know, inherently by their definition, it's sort of a second order uh, attribute, if you will. Now, I think, you know, each of us has been through a version of annual organizational budgeting. You know, each, each organization says, okay, here are the goals for the year. You know, we've got limited resources and budget to accomplish those goals. How are we gonna allocate those resources? And there are some things that for a lot of organizations are very clear. You know, even if I take a step way back and I say, okay, most organizations might think about budget allocations in three buckets. Number one, general and accounting. Number two, sales and marketing. Number three, research and development. You know, nowhere in those words is either security or testing. Um, And that's okay. You know, I think, Alan, when you share your story about VAM, you know, vulnerability assessment and management. I agree that over the last, I would say, decade, two decades. So when I started my security career 15 years ago, we were almost trying to convince folks that breaches really happened, that this was really a thing to be worried about. You know, today, everyone knows because it's on the media headlines every day, this is real. And so that has been a shift in the perception. I think in our industry, there's also been a big compliance driver. So that in the area that I'm very familiar with, security pen testing, a lot of that pen testing is actually driven by external compliance requirements. Things that say, because of compliance framework ABC you must actually conduct manual pen tests on your application. For example, once a year, you know, doing it more often than that is often because of perhaps what a lot of this group might think of as a really good thing, trying to actually secure your software, trying to actually test your software to ensure it it, does what you think and what you intend for it to do. Um, But, but that's, that's not, necessarily the first person the first thing that comes to an executive's mind when they're thinking about budgeting and that and there's re- there's a variety of reasons for that right there's an external perception thing i think there's also a lot of learnings certainly that the security industry can do to be more approachable and to really understand better what is the software development methodology that we're engaging with what is the specific methodology and behaviors of these individuals and how can we actually collaborate with them most effectively
0: fair enough i mean look I, I i don't want to be the pessimist in the group or or you know the the bluebird of happiness here but we we have had success over the last five ten years Caroline you're right especially in security but not just security we've we've had success in testing um, across the board Tracy to your point the fact that we don't have dev test ops I think is 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 you know testament to the fact that we've recognized that testing is so critical to the CI/CD process, it, it, it's 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 part of it. It is, I mean you can't you can't have DevOps, you can't have CI/CD without some a level of continuous automated testing in there. In my mind, anyway. I mean, prove me wrong, but you know I I think that has been probably one of the biz- biggest successes that you know the DevOps movement has brought. Has been, you know, responsible for.
4: Yeah, and I really like Caroline's analogy with security because, you know, that's something else we think of as fundamental to to DevOps, but it 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 sort of elevated itself in in a relatively short space of time, went to, from being ignored to being, you know, headline news. And I think there's a lot of lessons there. And I like I will say I, I do think testing is going through that journey, and we're we're probably on the cusp of it kind of really exploding and, you know, watching a few players in the industry and companies starting to do really interesting work in testing. I, I think that's going to turn around uh, very shortly. Um, so, yeah, it's an exciting space that I think its its moment is coming, just like Securities has.
2: Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's all about the testing now, quite honestly. I mean, when you look at the future with low code, no code, It all becomes question, question mark ops, you know, any function in a company could actually put something together and run it and they're gonna have to test it, you know, and it becomes less about all the engineering and more about the test patterns and things like that that are needed as you get to these future states. So, and speed and scale is gonna continue. I think that's driven everything with the digital transformation is speed and scale. Everything needs to come faster and we want more of it. you know. And so I think that really pushes the envelope and that's what DevOps has responded to and I think addressed very, very well, but it's not over. We're gonna to continue to scale up and go even faster. So um, we have to be prepared for that. And I think it becomes more about testing in the future, and less about, you know, we're going to have these pre built components, APIs you can piece together however you want. Then testing becomes, I think, almost first order to Carolyn's point. And security, especially, I think security, we're seeing that change now. If you're a SaaS company, especially, security has to be top of mind because you just can't put something out there and not have it tested from a security perspective. And furthermore, with compliance, it's not just ISO and, you know, GovCloud and those programs, but large corporations now are saying, hey, if you want software in my ecosystem, these are my rules and I want to see your pen test reports and I want to see this. So um, I, I think more and more people are realizing that if the software's not tested, it's not worth it.
3: And uh, so, and and in my experience, part of adopting a DevOps culture and not just tool set is putting testing at the forefront. Uh, Some of the most productive teams that I've worked with that deliver some of the highest quality software I've seen, testing was centered to absolutely everything that everyone on those development teams did. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we think.
5: Go ahead. I was just going to jump in and say, you know, there's another factor that actually works to our benefit, and that is not only the speed through automation and DevOps process, but you know, contemporary software architectures, uh, containerized, microservices, service mesh. We're, we're releasing smaller bits of code. Uh, in, in encapsulated forms which means you know we're not testing monolithic applications all right. the time anymore right. so we're not having to run two weeks
3: worth of tests just to get one pass through yep right container solve the it works on my machine problem because we can ship the developers' machine
0: yep yeah that was always the big problem right tracy you were going to say something though
4: yeah, no, I, I think the direction uh, we see it heading is we'll we'll start breaking the testing monolith. So talk about, you know, what is unit tests? What is system tests? And appreciate that each is a specialization in itself. And the other things I'm starting to see from um, some of the end user teams we talk to is this real focus on, on culture, you know a continuous quality culture and seeing that hand in hand as part of the testing movement. Uh, and again, harking back to security You know, the security first culture went hand in hand with with that whole emphasis on security. So, similarly, the continuous quality culture uh, is starting to be something that, like the really high-performing teams we see, you know, pay a lot of attention to.
0: Absolutely. You know, Kurt, you said something there about low-code, no-code, and how that can be a game-changer. You know, some people refer to that as the rise of the citizen developer and i'm i'm wondering if maybe what we need is the rise of the citizen tester right is testing too hard and yes. do- i
2: was going to say the the one thing we we haven't touched upon, I think Carolyn did, is testing is hard. Security testing is super hard. And when you look at today's modern environment and a lot of the ISVs, at least the ones I've seen and been associated with, you have a legacy of monolithic applications that you have to support that are bringing in a ton of revenue. And at the same time, you're transitioning, you know, going through your own digital transformation. So that adds complexity after complexity um, in testing. And I do think in the future testing. You know, a lot of us, like Ben said, to his point, we have to push testing up, you know, shift left, move it far left as we can. And that's going to continue. I think that has to be uh, the norm. To Carolyn's point, it has to become first order. And I think it's starting to right now. I really do. Especially um, the, all the SaaS solutions that are out there. You know, shipping code daily, hourly. You need excellent testing to do that and do it with confidence.
0: Yeah. I think you do, but we we do have to. And and it's funny that we're talking about making testing easier because not security testing, right? Security testing pen testers, they were always sort of the hired guns of the security space, right? There weren't SaaS or there weren't companies like Cobalt, right? The pen testers that I knew growing up, Growing up you know that I knew coming up in the security space were gunslingers These were you know white hat gray hat folks Who would come in and they do a little social engineering and pen testing using some open source tools? And you know and they give you a report, but you know these were folks who traveled around the world doing that kind of thing You know we didn't have a company like Cobalt that did this as a service so to speak so it's very different. But here's the underlying thing with, like, QA kind of testing. And, and you know, and I, I don't mean any disrespect to anyone in our audience today. But for too long, a lot of folks in testing were viewed as failed developers. Or people who couldn't be really good developers did testing. Or maybe testing was a way station on the way to becoming a real developer. Like a pinocchio stop or something, right? Well, you're not a real boy yet but um but that's not true there there's also there's a whole cadre of professional testers and and you know in their capable hands, you can do great things but I guess the question is do we does testing have to be so hard that we need professional testing professional testers to do testing? Or can we make testing automated enough that you, I, I'm not saying it has to be the dunces who don't become developers, that's ridiculous. But can we broaden the, the base of people who do testing? And that includes security testing. I'll throw it out. Ben, you are, you're a big time guy in the testing industry.
3: Tell us, what do you think? So I, I think we can expand uh, who's involved in testing, and that more people than those currently doing testing can learn to do testing. I'm a fan of developers you know, learning to become better testers and test their their stuff. But I will say that ultimately, the part of the work that is the testing cannot be automated. Tasks that we do in testing can be automated. Uh, so when a whether no matter what hat someone primarily Whereas if it's a developer, you know, writing tests uh, to to demonstrate their code works, or someone's using TDD and they're building some test and then building code that, that matches it, the testing is the critical evaluation that's going on in their mind of, of prob- solving the problem and demonstrating that it's solved, or or evaluating how something might go wrong, and coming up with some approach to demonstrate that it. That, that it may go wrong and, and check for that. Uh, so, those things, whether you're doing it automated or the execution is automated or done manually, the actual testing work, I'd argue, is the cognitive work that people are doing. And there is some, and that we can never automate away. There are some ways that I think AI can help us. There's also some ways it may lead us astray. Uh, but uh, ultimately, I think we need people to learn to be critical thinkers, to understand the technology, to understand the the uh, domain of the users and the problems that are being solved, and uh, applying that critical thinking is the testing. Of course, then we want to use tools to help us with some of our tests. Uh, so when we come into DevOps and, and CI, uh, you know, executing those demonstrations of the software working is a key part of that. Uh, you know, whether we do it as part of our, our uh, you know building to those tests or we create them afterwards, then they can, at the very minimum, act as change detectors going forward. Uh, but there was some testing in people's minds that was going on that created those. Yeah, Carolyn, what do you
1: I agree with quite a lot that Ben is saying, you know, I can't help but think to myself that I, I actually have this um, sort of visual in my mind and it's actually at a circus of trapeze artists. You know, I think about these people and they're sort of like whirling in the air and they're doing these like, really incredible feats, you know, and they just do whatever they do, you know, but there's like a safety net to catch them if something goes wrong. Um, It also reminds me of a metaphor that is often used in security that says, we put brakes on a car so that you can go fast. You know, um, when Mitch said earlier, you know, these days we're releasing smaller pieces of code, modules of code, and there's a way in which, yes, each small piece of code, each module can be tested and some of that can be automated. We should automate performance testing. We should automate unit testing. But to Ben's point, there's a lot that can't be automated. There's a lot of testing that actually depends on things like human judgment and an and opinion, and it, it actually requires a person's decision. You know, so I think, there's, I think there's a couple of frameworks for us to consider, right? If the first order is about creating value and making something new, and the second order is about testing to make sure it does what you wanted it to do and protecting the value created, there's also this spectrum that says there's smaller bite-sized stuff that may be a good candidate for automated testing. But I think it's super important to recognize that these small pieces of code, these modules that Mitch was talking about, it's also super important to test what happens when they come together. Mm-hmm. So to the extent that, you know, security folks need to be able to ta- test chained exploits and business logic flaws, you know, those are exactly the types of things that will never be automated is is what I think anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't disagree. I think security in particular is, is just there's some things that you're just not going to automate. I don't care what you say. Um, but, but that's okay. Uh, anyone
2: else? I do want to make a comment Alan, on something you said. This was a long time ago now when I was a dev manager. that I used to sense that with my developers. You know, If you were on my team, if you wanted to really get me mad, treat your tester you know badly treat them you know a bit like you said like they're not quite at the level you are that i would be incensed as a manager you know that was a long time ago fortunately i don't see that as much nowadays i think that role has been elevated where i don't feel that at all on my teams and if i do that is again to the to to this day, if I, I'll get super mad about that because I think it takes all kinds to develop software today and ship software. The testing role is just as critical as the engineering role, just as critical as the ops role, the security role. Um, so yeah, that, that was one thing that would drive me nuts because I did sense that and go through that. Now, this was back in you the know, late 80s, 90s, if you will, before the year 2000. I'm dating myself, but it, it definitely was palpable in some of the large ISVs. You know and as a manager that was something that would drive me nuts
0: agreed agreed tracy open source look testing has been inexplicably inexplicably wound up with open source for as long as i've been around right whether it's security open source security testing you know things like metasploit and and nessus and, and nmap or you know, in, in in QA testing kind of stuff is, you know, it's o- a rich history of open source testing tools. How how do you know? And, and part of your mission at CICD is uh, at the CICD Foundation, is to nurture that. I'm going to assume correct. So how, how do you how do you guys nurture that? What do you, what do you what do we do to maintain that rich open source tradition here?
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. And as we say, we at the Continuous Delivery Foundation, we want to look across the entire software delivery lifecycle. And I think it is safe to say, you know, that testing hasn't risen to the top. We're actively, like the board, wants it to be a more focused on topic. The technical committee wants um, to encourage folks to to bring us more projects uh, in open source and with testing, um, but. We're, we're still having to kind of fight through all all the noise around other projects. Um, and one of the ways we are approaching it is, for example, our, our technical oversight committee wants to set out uh, a landscape of the, the types of projects uh, in each kind of bucket and say, okay, look, we, we need to have something in security. We need to have something in testing that covers these different aspects, so almost like a, a call to action to say, bring us your, your testing projects. And like my favorite saying about Testing is, you know, there's two key problems in testing, not enough tests and too many tests. And uh, yeah, I think we're starting to see some really good frameworks around test generation. Uh, I'd love to see more more open source options for that. And, um, you know, Kosuke Kawaguchi, the famous creator of Jenkins, moved on to focus on testing. So, so that's yes. a lot uh, about you know, the importance of this area, getting more open source focus. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what could come out, um, but we do have to kind of actively encourage folks to, to, to come join us and have those conversations and not to you, you know, have it assumed it's all focused on delivery or, or pipelines um, for, for delivering software.
2: I think another thing you're seeing today is a lot of people, when they start developing an app, when they start creating something new, that's a question they ask up front. How are we going to test this? How are we going to automate it? How are we going to, you know, pen test it? I think those things at least are starting to bubble up a lot stronger in the, in the cycle, you know, early on. Um, Cause I know that's something we recommend highly is that if you're developing something new or need to head down a digital transformation, think about the testing, how are you going to test that up front, you know? Um, and products are actually being developed and with that mindset now.
3: And with short iterations, it's how are we going to test this, you know, tomorrow, next week. We can't be left off for months later to be someone else's problem. Uh, So people, I think, are learning to uh, deal with those questions about testing from the start of their discussions about what the requirements are.
2: The other thing I love in in Carolyn's world that's been very successful, I know it, it is specialized skill set, but trying to teach that throughout your troops, you know, throughout the engineering team, show them what you know a cross site scripting error is. What does it look like in code? That's super successful. You know, that really really helps uh, make. Because security is is difficult, you know, no matter how you slice it, even when you're looking at product development, if you want to invest in fixing security defects or add a cool new thing for your users, you know, a lot of times the cool new thing is going to win out. But that's starting to change as well, too. I think people are starting to value security, especially in today's modern world. You know, it has to be upfront, really.
5: Yeah, it's all about AppSec at the moment. That's that's yeah. one of the hot topics as well. You know, someone mentioned AI earlier. I just want to offer a perspective about that because we always seem to focus on the shiny new object. I know I, I often do. Um, but, it's, you know, I think what we'll see with AI is select applications when it comes to testing, sort of vertical places where it's really well-suited. Um, mm-hmm. When we say AI, AI we really mean mach- machine learning in most right. cases which is machine learning algorithms. And there's two types. There's supervised, unsupervised. Supervised is that's a car. That's a car. That's not a car, right? That's a bug. That's a bug. Um, And unsupervised takes massive amounts of data and then looks for patterns and learnings. Uh, from that, so I think that's as we're taking our test automation and our test tools, or maybe some of that, that might be really useful for AI. I wouldn't get worried about people being replaced as testers. Not anytime, not in my lifetime, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is still a it, there's very much a craft to it, just like there is software design. You know, there is a craft to testing and mm-hmm. and a a skill and a mentality about it that that that's unique,
0: just like with security. No doubt, Caroline. Maybe okay, Ben. I'm sorry. No, no, Ben. Go.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, and with any other sorts of automation, even you know, not learning automation that's come before AI and machine learning based things, is that it not only has potential in some cases to replace some of the mundane work we do, but to enable the skilled people to focus their work and and apply their their brain power to the things that really matter. So I think there's great potential for AI to help direct people's attention to the things that maybe should be of concern and help deal with that big question of testing out of infinite possibilities of paths and data variations, which one's gonna show me the problem? Uh, And I think there's huge potential for AI to help us uh, find that if we're also aware it may, guide our eyes away from something that we do want to see.
0: Caroline, how does that relate to security, though? I mean, is AI helping Cobalt with pen testing? So... Be honest.
1: So (laughs) the type of software that we're building today is actually workflow and collaboration software. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring security folks and developers and penetration testers all together sort of in one place where they can collaborate. The technology piece for us is not about automating defect discovery, is not, I mean, if we're gonna use ML or AI in the future, honestly, what we're gonna do is we're gonna use it to say, oh, what are the characteristics of this organization that wants us to to do a test on this particular type of asset? What are the attributes of that asset and how might we match that our talent pool, something that we do totally manually today, I think that's the opportunity. I don't think that we're going to get to a point where we're using the AI and the ML for automating the defect discovery itself. Um, Frankly, I think that even if I take a step away from pen testing and I look at the security scans that are in existence today, I think, you know, whether or not... uh, They're referred to as using AI or ML techniques. Um, They're just simply imperfect, you know? And there's a super important place for them, Um, but there's a lot of false positives. There's a lot of interpretation of data. And I think that's always gonna be the case. I think that no matter what, when it comes to humans and machines, the machines can add a lot of value, but I don't know that when it comes to software development, testing and security in particular, that there's ever going to be a complete substitution. I, I don't think that, I don't think that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. So guys, we're coming up on the end of our time. I, I need to wrap up. Tracy, let me say this for you, if you don't mind, if I'm wrong, correct me. For you testers out there, the CICD Foundation or CD Foundation, actually. Where I keep, we always say CI like it's attached at the hip. But the CD Foundation is looking to hear from the testing community. Probably some companies, including Tricentis, may want to look into becoming involved with CD Foundation because if you don't have a seat at the table, you don't have a right to complain about not being heard. And, and so, you know, when we look at foundations, like Linux Foundation and the CD Foundation CNCF these we we need the testing community vendors professionals folks in it you know to be involved and get involved be heard you know and and, and be part of it so i i'm going to extend that out there to everyone but uh short of that though Caroline Tracy Kurt Ben, and of course, Mitch, thank you so much for joining us on this special edition of DevOps Unbound. We hope everyone enjoys the rest of the Tricenters Virtual Summit. This is Alan Schimmel for MediaOps, DevOps.com, Security Boulevard, Container Journal, TechStrong TV. Have a great day, everyone, and thanks for joining us.